Hey guys, and welcome back to the Is This Cinema podcast with me, Priscilla. And Jess. And we're going to be reviewing the amazing, fantastic Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It'll be a spoiler-free review, so anyone who's not seen it and probably wondering what we're thinking, you can tune into this. We're not going to give anything away. It's just going to be our thoughts and opinions with limited information, and you make do with that. But let's get all the admin out of the way before we get started and nattering on. So we're still reviewing Succession. That's coming out every Sunday on the Popcorn for Dinner feed, as is Yellow Jackets. If if you've watched, finish watching The Mandalorian and you want to listen to me, and everybody like have the time of our lives on it. Then obviously a popcorn for dinner feed has that as well. On our current feed, we uh, obviously have our first episode where we talk about our top five films of the year. We've got the blind debate, Thor Ragnarok versus Guardians Volume Two. Thor Ragnarok is definitely the better film if you if I do say so myself because that's what I was <laughs> arguing for. Um. So yeah, stay tuned to the pods and to the feed and just like review rate all that fun stuff and let's get on the way jess you watched yes. guardians today yes I fresh did. in your memory <laughs> we'll start with your general thoughts what did you think of the film i actually really did enjoy it because first i was, I was thinking hmm it might be a bit confusing for me because yeah she's not, she's not an MCU not guy lie. yeah i'm so sorry everyone so i didn't watch the first two <laughs> That's the thing with me and like um, Marvel films. I feel like I always watch them at random points, but I still get the storyline at the same time. But I did really enjoy the storyline. It was really heartwarming. Like the humor of it was really great at points. It wasn't like overbearing or them trying to be too funny at times. And the fighting scenes and yeah, overall the the cinematic videos of it were really cool. And I really enjoyed it. Had a good, good. I had a, I had a great time I'm, watching I'm happy this. you had a good time. You, des- you deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> and because I was just like worried at first because I was just looking at the time of it and I was thinking, will I be able to sit through this? But it was actually a great watch. It goes by quick. Mm-hmm. It flies. I was checking my watch. I was like, wow. An hour and a bit is gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. So what were your thoughts? on? I know that you obviously have a lot of thoughts. You told me how you felt about it. Literally after you left the cinema. <laughs> no, guys, yeah. For everyone years, I... Them guards, them, that, that's my family. Words of Vin Diesel, that's my family. Those are my people. My favourite top three MCU character for me has always been Rocket. I love that sweet raccoon so much, right? So I was going into this, like, excited, because obviously it's James Gunn's last MCU film. Last Guardians films as they are. and. Like, I was just excited to see the trailer was amazing. And the little clips that James Gunn kept posting, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like, you're making me emotional. Uh, I'm like seeing young Rocky, and I'm like, damn, like, I'm crying now. So, what am I going to be like in the film? Guys, I, I cried so much. I had a headache. I'm not lying. Like, my head was pounding from crying. It's probably the most emotive film I've ever seen in a long while really in a long while in general okay okay that makes sense in a long while i've not cried like it's not even silently crying it's like the like proper crying i was doing like me and the garnets you were 
weeping. Like, it was so sad. I think the way they dealt with Rocket's storyline was brilliant. Um, I guys, you obviously guys know the animal cruelty storyline um, is real heavy in this. I'm not going to go into the details of what the what was what the cruelty was, the purpose of it. I'll let you guys watch that for yourself. But if that's something you're uncomfortable with, please like don't subject yourself to watch that. It was it's it's a tough watch. Um, like I like that's what I kept crying at the most. I think seeing you know why Rocket is the way he is, and it actually makes the other two Guardians films a lot more emotional to watch in regards of Rocket because now you start to understand him better and lines he was saying. I'm like, damn, like, he was really going through it. So, like, in the other two, they're not touch on his storyline at all? Or did no, you just know bits you, about him? you got hints. You knew that there was a tragic background there, backstory there, but you didn't know to what extent. And, man, like, if you want me to be honest, he has the probably one of the top two character arcs in the MCU. Only Tony Stark is better. And Peter Parker is just third behind him. I think where he ends, like everything about his story is heartbreaking. It's like really heartbreaking. Um, I think everyone, Quill, brilliant. Chris Pratt, 10. That's me applauding. <laughs> you get your 10s. He, he said, yeah, y'all have been talking to my name too much. I'm going to act. Yeah. He, yeah, he did a brilliant. great job. He was brilliant. I'm in love with Peter Quill. <laughs> I'm in love with him. If I met him in the streets, I'd marry him. I wouldn't marry Chris Pratt, but I would marry him. <laughs> like his He's going to see Peter Quill on the streets of South East London. Can you imagine me just bumping him to him Bromley? <laughs> I mean, you could do. You could do. Stranger things have happened. But <laughs> his, uh, his arc in the film was brilliant. Chris Pratt did such a great... The humour, the sadness the heartbreak the pure yeah. torture he was going through like oh boy like he, most of the time i was crying it was because of him or, Ro- or rocket root that's my dog that's my doggy i've got his i've got his little figurine like my plush toy group baby group in my on my bed no one will lie i sleep with i actually found night. out something interesting about vin diesel in that apparently he actually nearly lost a job for forgetting his lines as he says i am green he says geese grow up <laughs> He says, I am That's Groot. what I was thinking. I wonder how much he gets paid to say, I am Groot. Probably a lot of money. I am And he's getting Groot. it wrong as well. I nearly lost his job. He actually needs to be for real. Is he all right? <laughs> he actually needs to be serious. He's not serious. What does Logan Roy say? You guys are not serious people. That, he that's... probably gets confused between like the Fast and Furious lines. and How? He's just saying, I am Groot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's no excuse. Like Bradley Cooper, fair enough. That's a lot of complex dialogue. But, nah, but then my nah. question is, does he have to say it over and over and over and over again? Or... Yes. That's all he's saying. I am Groot. But obviously they, they know what exactly what he Sometimes he screams and stuff. But then I just mean like when he's in like the studio saying it. That's all he's does saying. He say it over and over again? Yes. Maybe he wants to say more. I too probably want to say more things as well. And then Oh, you that's not can't. your character, babes. We call it a day. <laughs> I just speaking of voice actors, come because it's on superhero. <laughs> speaking of, oh, can you imagine? I dare him to. Him if I would never let that happen. I like DC with um, um Dwayne. I need to stop cussing Dwayne Johnson. But then Batista's in the film. Batista, so you was, know he could have. 
No, he could have his own. He's, 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 he's not Batista, <laughs> who was brilliant. Who yeah. was brilliant. He was amazing. He was very um, funny as well. Palm as Mantis. That's my sister. But let's get into the actor. Yeah, let's get yeah. into the thespian, the artiste, if you will. Karen Gillan. Yeah, my nebula. Wow. <sighs> that's my sister. Nebula. That's my sister. Wait, so was she your second favorite character then? Because obviously, I'm guessing Rocket is Rocket, your number one. Rocket. It was. I was always at Rocket's number one, and Nebula and, and Quill always tied for second. But the way I love Nebula down, I love her even more now. It was it wasn't possible, but I, I love her down more now. Like she was brilliant. Like Karen, Karen has to come back. I'm sorry, babes. I know the makeup's a lot. I know it's ten hours in the chair. I know it's a lot, but you have to come back. Like, I'm, I'm not accepting it. Like you're coming back, and we're calling it a day. Let Feige give you the pay rise. Like, let's call it. Let's get you the bag. I'm not letting her go. It's like some write a petition for her to. Yeah. To, do to be it. honest, like the the way they, because by the way, this what we're saying now is not spoiling anything because mm-hmm. it hasn't like we don't really know where the guardians are going to go from here. To be honest. Um, because James Gunn. Yes, they can. They can easily be a fourth. Could they? Yeah, they could be a fourth one because of the I way mean, that it ended. Ended. I mean, I don't know. It. It. It's weird. Would you like, like there to be a fourth one? I I do, but I don't want to spoil anything because that gets into spoiler territory. Because there's a there's a person I want to talk about, but I won't talk about. Um, but um, Zoe Saldana's Gamora, beautiful, lovely work, and props to James Gunn because. The Infinity War, for those who don't know, just don't if you remember in Endgame, that when they went back in time, obviously Gamora died in Infinity War. But then when they would, you know, when Thanos, like, you know, when they went back to get the Infinity Stones, when they went back in time to get Thanos from 2014, it was 2014 Gamora. So it was the Gamora, obviously, before she met Peter and everyone, before she fell in love. The way they handled that, was amazing because that could have been a real fumble in terms I said, of that makes sense then i was thinking why is this woman so mean to this man <laughs> yeah it's because she doesn't she's not the gamora that obviously oh, yeah, okay. to love Peter. yeah so they handled that superbly that could have been an own goal and james got props and zoe saldana props because that's that's a tough gig to be given a different storyline from a different bunch of directors and writers has been put on your plate and now you've got to deal with the after effects Brilliant. Sean Gunn, loved it um, in his work. Cosmo was amazing. I can't believe I, I fell in love with dog. Like, I love that dog. And the, you know Maria who plays it is the thingy from um, the Borat 2 movie. Oh, with the, the girl? Maria, yeah, it's the blonde girl. It's the same girl. That's who, that's who voices the dog. Oh, no way. Yeah, then that yeah, Because yeah. I'm sure that in Borat, she couldn't, was there, like, she couldn't speak much English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's her. She managed to get like a really big gig. That's actually amazing. Yeah, that's it's actually amazing. Props for to her. her. Props to her. Um, but then obviously we'll get into actually we'll get into what we like. I loved the use of music again. James Gunn knows a needle drop. The use of creep at the beginning of the film was very rude. That was not necessary. That wasn't necessary because I started crying. Because if you not if you've listened to Creep, you know how much of an emotional song that truly is. It's probably one of the most emotional songs by Radiohead. It's a, it's been memed a lot to be quite fair, but 
like it's an emotional song like it really gets the tear ducts flowing and then to then use Florence and the Machines dog the dog days are over yeah James I'm Gunn really got glad me. they it I haven't heard that song in a very long time that song always makes me cry why is it like the just the lyrics it's so in general, ca- yeah it's so such, such it's yeah it's such a cathartic song like whenever I achieve something that's been really hard, I always go to back to listen to Dog Days Are Over. Yeah. Like when like I when finish, you complete, you know, when you when you finish your dissertation at uni. When I finish my dissertation, my <laughs> master's dissertation in twenty twenty, that's the first song I listened to. I was singing. I don't blame you. When I finished my dissertation in twenty nineteen, that's the very first song I listened to when I was walking back from the library. Like the, the Dog Days Are was, Over. I think yeah, I used to have like a uni playlist. So I think when I finished the first, weirdly, as soon as I wrote my last word, "Blinded by Your Grace" by Stormzy, <laughs> I said this must be a sign from God. But it just shows that like, how music is really important when it comes to emotions, films. Yeah, so I feel like that like, was definitely honestly, a great way to end the film. So it was so perfect to end the film with that song. Because mm-hmm. that song, like, I was singing and crying my eyes out. <laughs> There's something about the dog that... There's some, Miss Florence here had a pen. Let me tell you. That's a pen. That's a pen. I haven't heard from her, but that's definitely going to get, like, streamed. Yeah, she's going to have her running now. up the hill. She's going to have her running up the hill. And she deserves it. Miss Florence deserves it. Because running up the hill... Run up the road. Run up the hill. <laughs> No, Kate Bush deserved that. So I want Florence to get that. That's And this is a perfect song because, like, obviously, like, man, James Dunn really knows what he's doing because that was so perfect. It fits. But also lovely that it's not a thing where they use just new music for the sake of using new music because there's actually loads of great music that you can choose that can perfectly end the scene. Or instead of being like, oh, you know, Drake is in. Let's, Let's play say, some Drake. That's what James Gunn is so good at because I remember in Guardians Volume Two, he used the chain, mm-hmm. um, in the as the end song scenes the sequence with the chain, and it was genius. It was genius. It was genius. Like James Gunn, that's his bag. Like he he knows a needle drop, and I thought the use of music, even like "Come and Get Your Love." Like, oh, come and get your like because that's the first song you listen to when you when you first watch the first Guardians film. That's the first song Quill listens to. Oh, is it? So yeah, it, you get introduced to Quill and it's it's like, hey, hey, what's the matter with you? But yeah, honestly, I yeah, I mean, we, it, clearly we both like the music. We both all love the characters. Um, my final like, then I'll go into you is Bradley Cooper. Sean Gunn and I remember who the actor who played the young Rocket. Fair play. That voice acting, that was that's good work. That's really good work. It's re- voice acting's really hard. It's really, really, really hard to nail it and to make people like I've never seen people, including myself, weep over a fictional character like a CGI raccoon. But that's testament to how well that they did. Like Bradley Cooper props, that's his best role. I don't care what anyone tells me. <laughs> not Bird, not Hangover, not Civil Linings Playbook, not The Star is Born. I'm sorry, Gaga. Like, throw any, that's his best role. Because yeah. I can't hear Bradley Cooper 
Every time they say it's Bradley Cooper, I don't believe it's Bradley Cooper. It doesn't sound anything like him. How is that? I'm convinced he's lying. But is that because they took him away from a traditional role that he would have? Or is it just no, it of doesn't the, sound like him. Oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. voice is completely different to his. If you listen to Bradley Cooper talk and hear Rocket, it's yeah, you wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought it was him either. Like even Karen, Karen who plays Nebula, her talking voice is so far removed from Nebula. <laughs> <laughs> but Bradley's one is crazy. Like when I first got to with Bradley Cooper, I didn't believe it till I actually saw him voice mm-hmm. act in the booth, and I thought, oh, it's you. It really is. <laughs> you really wanted evidence. Was... No, I wanted Peel Paragus to prove that was him talking. It, it made it made no logical sense to me that that was Bradley Cooper saying, like Bradley Cooper saying, "Hey, come on, man!" Like it doesn't sound. It doesn't make any sense. I just feel like the casting was just brilliant overall. Oh yeah, casting was spot on. Even like Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. <laughs> That was brilliant. And he looked good. Oh, it was brilliant. Elizabeth, Every time Elizabeth. I see him, I just it just it's just amazing how far he's come as well. I know. He was in Narnia, weren't he? <laughs> Bless him. Bless his little <laughs> He's like with those pretty just like those British actors that you just see and you see Everywhere. them on the big stage. Yeah. I know, it's weird seeing him grow up, isn't it? And it still yeah. looks the same. I know, right? <laughs> Actually, how old is he now? I think he's 30, maybe. 30? He's actually... Okay, he does, he does not look 30. I mean, he could no, he be. I wouldn't be surprised he? because he's been around for years. He's been around for a while, to be honest. But he does not look 30 years old. He looks nothing like a 30-year-old. It's very interesting. But what would you say Think you think it would need to be improved on if you had to improve on anything in the film? I think for me, well... I thought it was all done brilliantly and I understand that the main focus obviously Rocket. But I think it would have been good because as you said, if they explained that... It, I don't know how you can actually explain it though, to be fair. Like Gamora's character. Uh, but I think the, they, they're they running on the idea that you've watched the first two films oh, yeah. and Endgame. That's probably why. Because I think because you hadn't watched Endgame before watching... You watched Endgame but you haven't watched it in a while. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's probably what was causing it. Like if there was a thing where they at least kind of hinted that it could be the 2014 version of herself. That's that's a you problem, Jess. That was clearly (laughs) a 2014. What do you mean? It's a me problem. Yeah, because like... But you need to remember that, you know, okay, I'm probably like the only person that skips through films, I'm not lying. But for me, (laughs) I need to understand. Why is this woman so mean to this man that clearly loves her? But it makes sense now. It's so annoying. <laughs> I try. Okay, I'm actually gonna go back and watch. But I'm gonna have to go backwards. I could actually just go back and watch the first two. Then I'll come back to you and I'll let you know. No, yeah. watch the that first two. Then watch Infinity War Endgame. It's basically Endgame that explains why she is the way she is now. Mm-hmm. Infinity War. I think then I feel a lot better after that. Bloody hell! I can't believe you just <laughs> went straight in, straight into it blind. <laughs> That's what I always do. Like, the people just think I'm, like, a proper weirdo for it. I know I am, but I think I'll, I'll change eventually. Actually, this podcast is helping me, yeah, increase my knowledge when it comes to, you know, films. And the next one is Succession. Oh, by Watching things in the right quick. order. But yeah, like, 
<laughs> guys, when she told me she was watching this film in my head, I asked her, like, have you seen the other day? And she was like, no. It's because I had limited time as well. So the thing is... But to be honest, she, you watched Infinity War Endgame, which yeah. were the two pivotal films for this one. Include, the other two were very important for this one. But that's that's besides the point. We, you know, we can't win them all. But <laughs> Jess is not an MCU person at all, whatsoever. You're probably wondering, how are we best friends? I don't know. But I'll be one not. day, guys. I've known you since I was 18, but 25. It's not happened yet. <laughs> the thing is, I say that because I'm literally at home 24-7. So I should have time to do to watch other stuff. But I get, I would just find YouTube. So if I'm like working... I always find I always have YouTube, but I think I should obviously start watching more films and series so I can just burn time. But at the same time, I also need to listen to what I'm doing, so it can be a bit tricky. To be honest, you That's did enjoy issue. Endgame. You enjoyed Endgame. Yeah, did. I had a good time. We went to the cinema together, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I watched that. We went to. Three, I watched that three times. Well, I saw that was the third time you watched it as well because we went yeah. to. Yeah. I remember that day. we went yeah. to Wagamama's like, Mama's the debut. The. Uh, before why did we go eat before when, anyway <laughs> and then we ate and said, we're actually pigs <laughs> and I'm just actually thinking well, like, what was the logic of eating before we went like I get eating after we ate before we got there hmm. we said student loan you probably did drop wait it was in it was around April time was it April time March yeah April April May. I remember it was just before our dissertation it came out I remember the first night I watched wait did you watch <laughs> it on like the opening day Yes. <laughs> of course you did. I'm actually surprised that you actually, that we managed to watch it with you and you didn't spoil it at all. Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm really impressed with myself. Did you, actually, I, I don't remember you spoiling it. No, I don't, I don't spoil I don't yeah, I didn't spoil it. I just told you I cried. Didn't when you literally cry at every film that you go and watch. What's the film that you what's the last one that you watched? Did you did you cry then? Before no. this one? I got... What was the last one that you watched? That's a good question. What was the last film I watched? Yes, you went, yeah, you went to the same oh. one on your birthday. What film did you... Oh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Did you cry Ant-Man? <laughs> I didn't cry watching the boxing film that we're not talking about. I didn't cry... <laughs> what else came out before that? I went anyway, the... shout out to... Side note, shout out to Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, because why was he not out. in that one? I'm really ha- I was happy to see him again because I was concerned. I was like, but I- <laughs> Oh, also, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion was in an MCU film. I screamed. I was like, John? I feel like John? Every- I'm not going to lie. I feel like everyone it just get- it just can now get into like the MCU films. No, because Nathan Fillion, why am I even saying John? That's not who I meant. Oh, I have the other guy in my head. He's, um, what do you call it? He's um Captain Mao in Firefly. <laughs> Kept thinking to myself, no, it's not, it's not the other one. But I know Nathan Fillion. Where have I seen Nathan Fillion from? I was like, I watched it with my mum. I watched it with my mum. I watched it with my mum. Oh, I played it with my mum. Then I went to The Last of Us and I'm like, no, 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 it's not him. Then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Firefly. <laughs> I just kept thinking, I've seen you before. Where have I seen you? And I hate when that happens. That was me with when we watched um, Cocaine Bear. Oh, Cocaine Bear, wow. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's been a long time since we watched that. I know. That was, that was a good movie. That was a good Actually. 
<laughs> let's let's circle around the block to watch that again. <laughs> no, you actually but, could. I'm not sure when is it out on. Would it go to? It, it, it does feel like it would be a, ne- a Netflix type thing. Hey, it's probably on like Sky Cinema or something. Probably, probably, probably actually. But what would you? What did you? Because I'm not gonna lie, I have nothing I don't like about that film. I I thought that film for me was a ten out of ten. I'm what I yeah. don't give ten out tens for films <laughs> often. Like I rarely do. I would not change one thing. Oh, we don't even get to talk about the most important person, the High Evolutionary. Yes. Bloody hell, that was a performance. <laughs> Before we even go to anything else, that is what we call an actor. Like that was a villain just being awful. Yeah. And I missed that. I missed that. I missed and I really that. do like a good, a good, a good villain in a film. I missed that. Like I missed a bad, like a villain being just terrible. I don't know. That's the last thing that. Oh I no! The, no, the last one hmm. was Thanos. No, tell think... a lie, tell a lie, tell a lie. It was No Way Home. Green Goblin was just bad for being bad. Like he did not. <laughs> but like, Green Goblin is always is always bad vibes. What bad vibes, man? <laughs> William Defoe plays bad man, bad vibes then <laughs> so well. <laughs> he's, he's such a lovely man in real life. No, because it was so nice just to see a person. Okay, that nice is a very weird word to use for this. But bad vibe, just bad vibes. Yeah. Like, he was just awful. There was no <laughs> redeeming him. There was none of this kumbaya. Like, no, let's get back to business. <laughs> he said, I'm a sicko. And I rate that. But then if you were... I don't film. rate what he did. I'm prefacing that before you guys come in. That <laughs> what he was doing was very mad, but it was very refreshing. No, because I want people to be very clear. I do not subscribe to those politics. Absolutely not. I love animals, but okay, mm-hmm. I know. But it was what was interesting was like seeing someone just being awful. I miss that in a superhero film. Like I, I just feel like people Thanos. kind of try to soften people's characters a bit you know we like our villains think, where we where we like where we see them i think there's a way to soften them without doing it too much like thanos was i can't believe i'm saying this uh, people are gonna say you're being a thanos sympathizer again but walk walk, walk with me walk <laughs> with me yeah <laughs> thanos was a sycophant who wanted to commit a genocide but the way they made him the way they molded him the way josh brolin acted the way they wrote, wrote him the way they directed it you you got his perspective yeah. You got why he wanted to do it. It was wrong, but you understood. Like, you, his reason, oh, yeah, like, right. It's wrong, but I, okay. <laughs> like, I don't see your point. I see your point, but I don't see it, see it. But okay, yeah. like, it makes sense in your own weird rationale. I get, I get the reason. Same with the Joker, like, yeah. with Heath's Joker. You got, he was, he was a madman, but you got why he was doing what he was doing. He just wanted to create <laughs> chaos. And I think it's the same with like Caps. That's what made Captain America's trilogy perfect because the villains were just bad people and you got the reason as to why they wanted to do what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it such a perfect trilogy. Even with the last Black Panther film, where I loved Wakanda Forever so much, and I think it deserved all the Oscar buzz it got, was because it was a villain who had a genuine reason as to why he was doing what he's doing. Whether you agree with it or not, it's a, it's a conversation for a different day, but it was based on solid reasoning for th- in there. Quotation marks in their <laughs> perspective. 
Like what the high evolution would do was so sick and so nasty and so he was just evil. Yeah. And the, the actor who played wow. Wow. That was acting. I feel like I villains always the ones that get like the top nominations when it comes to Cause I imagine having to be a villain. Would you rather be a villain or a superhero? I'd rather I'd rather be a protagonist at Rocket because I think this is the first time, the first MCU for probably I think No Way Home is the only other one where I didn't feel like this um, in the last few years where I don't feel like the villain overshunned the protagonist. Oh yes, because for me the protagonist was Rocket. Mm-hmm. This was Rocket's movie. The same way it's the way when I watched No Way Home, that was Tom's Peter Parker's movie. Yeah, I never felt at any point any villain as Willem Dafoe was brilliant, but he never overshone Tom. I think even Andrew Garfield, as amazing as he was, he never overshone Tom for me. It mm-hmm. still felt like it was his movie. Yeah, that's what Guardians did. James Gunn did really well. It felt like the center point of the story, and I think if you're into this sort of thing, you would love is that Rocket was the true protagonist of the entire film. Everything was tying directly into him. And if you're someone who's always been interested in Rocket, and I think everyone is because he's someone we've all been interested in for, from the beginning, because he's a, he's a, he's a publicly liked character, but I think they did an amazing job with making the villain so compelling, but not so much that it overweighs the protagonist. I didn't feel like it became his film. I feel like you are the character in Rocket's story. Mm-hmm. If that makes in the Guardian story of family and love and loss and grief and all that stuff, um, but yeah, I just thought, I mean, me and Jess have been raving. I don't think we have anything that we want to prove on really apart from the Gamora thing for Jess. But <laughs> I think we we've heard our points. Honestly, guys, watch Run. Don't walk to watch it. Yeah, watch it. Like it's worth it. It's one of the best MCU films in a lot. I'm talking years. The best, probably the the best since Endgame. That came out twenty. That came out four years ago. That Endgame. It's up that and Wakanda Forever are like they're fighting and wants each other. They're both and then they're both dealing with similar themes. Weirdly, um, in terms of grief and all that stuff. But it's run. Don't walk to watch it. Honestly, please, please watch it. It's brilliant. I think it's honestly. It'll probably be in my top three films I watched this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie; it's currently number one. Right. So, now, what is your final rating? I'll give it a film? ten out of ten. I'm not gonna. I'll give it mm-hmm. ten out of ten. Five stars out of five. It perfect scoring. I I can't. There's not one thing I wanted to have done differently in that film, and I've I don't often give. The last MCU film I gave this score to was Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And that was a Wak- while ago as well. Yeah. We kind of forever got an eight or nine, I think, but Infinity War got a straight ten. That was perfect. This was perfect. There is nothing I would have done differently in this. Perfect. Well, what would you give it? I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine. I'll be good and say nine. Yeah, that's fair enough, actually. Because I just liked Obviously, like the themes of it, the everything's just balanced really well. I, but I only would say nine is because I obviously don't know the full backstory. If I knew the full backstory, I probably would have said a ten. That back, <laughs> but a damn, great time that it. I really enjoyed it. It was such a good film. Honestly, <laughs> wow, James Gunn, I'm gonna miss you. And now you're doing DC. 
Wow. I was about to say, what happened to you? He's the head of DC now, man. Oh, well. He's doing Superman. So you're going to watch the next Superman? Uh, you should have a controversial opinion. I don't like Superman. Oh. Yeah, I don't think but, he's the most interesting superhero. Not gonna lie. But I love <laughs> Man of Steel. Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. before the Snyder Court come and say, Jimmy, like, why do you... Like, before they start gassing us about liking the Man of Steel. But that's a very good film. Henry Cavill was a very good Superman. It's a shame he was a Superman in that era of DC. It's a real shame because he was brilliant. I'm perfect Superman. Perfect. Um, but I'm not a fan of Superman. I like Henry Cavill's take on it. Um, I'm intrigued to see what he does with DC because I think he can do good things there. I'm going to miss him. I do want Kevin Feige to call him sometimes. Like, you know, like, you know, you know, because I think his the Guardians trilogy, if actually before, the last note before we even finish, I put the Guardians trilogy second to Caps. It's perfect. It's nearly perfect. I think the only thing that brings it down, it, the only thing that stops it from being number one is because Captain America trilogy is the perfect trilogy. The first one's great. The Winter Soldier is a top two MCU film. It's not <laughs> been topped. Will never will be topped. That's what we call cinema. <laughs> like, that's why we call this podcast and then we will call this podcast <laughs> because of that because of that film. It's perfect. Political thriller. If you're not into superheroes but you love political thrillers and you like Homeland and Scandal and all that stuff, Still watch it. It's a great film. Yeah. Great film. Um, and Civil War, brilliant, lovely film, fantastic, great work. Political thriller again, lovely. The only thing that stops Guardians Volume 1, the first film, perfect. That was a great film. Wonderful film. To get people to care about a bunch of comic book characters who are not popular in any way, shape, or form, one done, one done, like one done, well done. Volume 2 was good, but it's not as good as the, the, second, the first one. Volume three was like we're right back in where to William One was. So yeah, it's second best trilogy. Um it'd be yeah, like that Guardians Volume Three, that's gonna be a hard one to top, you know. But then were you worried when you first heard about it coming out, were you worried it wasn't gonna be as good as the first two? Or were you 100% No, no, confident I was confident. I was I was confident because age James Gunn and B mm-hmm. the storyline revolving around Rocket. It's good. I knew that was going to be really well done, and because the thing is, Wakanda Forever was such a good film that whatever comes afterwards was always going to pale in a comparison. This is the issue when you've got a film as good as that, and it handled everything despite the, the what was going on behind the scenes well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was more worried about because of Ant Man and Thor; those were not good films. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not that Paul Rudd wasn't good. Paul Rudd was actually good in the, in the film, in his Ant-Man film, to be honest. As was um, Michelle Pfeiffer and um, Michael Douglas. They were really good in the film. Um, but you can't, you know, you can't make a bad script or that good. I'm sorry, you can't. Um, but, and thought, let's just be said about it, the better. But, <laughs> sorry to Christian Bale. You're a good man, but I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, it's not your fault. You were good in it. And Chris Hemsworth, it's not your fault. I'm sorry. Um, same with Tessa Thompson and same with Natalie Portman. But um, I was more worried about that aspect of it. Thor and Ant-Man were really bad received, really badly received. Um, people started to get a bit of superhero fatigue, so you're a little bit worried about how they're going to take... Uh, superhero fatigue is a, is a bad word, but people are starting to get it. Um, but this maybe restored my faith in the MCU. I'm like, okay, we're on to a winner here. And the things it sets up, guys... 
Be I ready. I talk about it. Be ready. Especially that ending. Be ready. <laughs> and stay for both post-credit scenes. Don't leave the cinema. Stay. Sit. There's two post-credit scenes. There's two. Don't leave. You would want to see the second one especially. That second one, you're going to want to watch. So you better sit your bloody behind down. But I think that's it for me and Jess. Thank you for listening to us ramble on and on and on and on and on about the lovely um, Guardians Volume 3. But honestly, guys, thanks for listening. Like, like, rate, post on your socials, tell your auntie, tell your uncle, tell your god sister, tell your, you know, your sneaky link, <laughs> tell your boyfriend, tell your girlfriend, tell everyone. Tell your that, teacher. You know. Tell, tell your, your teacher. classmate. Tell your church. Tell your pet. You know, tell your tell a raccoon. We stand tell raccoons over here. Tell your pastor. Tell your imam. <laughs> tell tell everyone. <laughs> but we'll see you next time in the next episode of Is This Cinema? So bye guys. Bye.